0: There's nothing like worship on Celebration Sunday. Thank you to our team. Would you pray with me this morning? As you quiet your hearts, maybe put away the distractions in the room. It's harder to focus when you're at home. Let's pray. Let's pray that God will give us this moment and we would give him our undivided attention. Would you pray this prayer with me? You don't have to say it out loud. But God, if there's anything you want me to hear, I'm willing to listen. Can you give that prayer to God? God, if there's anything you want me to hear, I'm willing to listen. And God, may you be glorified. May everyone hearing this message be edified. And may Satan be horrified. In Jesus' name, amen. Checkmate. That's kind of the title this morning. When I was getting ready for Easter, spending some time looking and studying and searching, this word came up, checkmate. It comes from the game chess. I've got a couple of uh, chess sets here. Uh, I've been able to travel around the world and pick up some chess sets. I believe this one made out of wood. I think it was from Germany or Mexico. I'm not sure. But I'm sure when I get home, Julie will correct me. She'll probably say Walmart. But I know that I have collected chess sets from around the globe. This is my favorite. This is made out of granite or stone of some kind from Brazil. Uh, Going to Sao Paulo on a missions trip. Picked this up. Even one here woven out of fabric. Chess is an interesting game. Chess is a game of thinking. It's a game of kings. The game is about conquering the other opponent's king. Checkmate is an important word. Checkmate is when you maneuver the opponent's king into a position where it cannot escape. It's absolute defeat. That's when you say, checkmate. It means you're finished. I've got you. You're conquered. This morning, I believe, I believe that hell's favorite word is checkmate. Checkmate in your life, checkmate in my life. There's a famous story about a a chess master who was in Europe at a tournament, but him and a friend went to some museums. And and in the museum in Europe, they, they found a painting and the painting is simply called Checkmate. We'll put it on the screen for you. Checkmate. When you look at the painting, obviously you see the opponent that's on the left there in the green robe. But he's got this red feather. He represents Satan. He, he actually was made to look vicious in this. And the, the whole thing with an angel overlooking this is that this demonic figure is declaring checkmate over his opponent. When they got to this, the chess master stared intently at it and and stood for a long time. And his friend said, come on, let's go. There's more to see. He said, wait, I want to stay here for just a little bit more and look at this. His friend went around the whole museum, started looking at paintings, eventually made his way back and his friend was still staring at this portrait. His friend said, come on, there's more to see. And he stopped and he turned around in a frenzy and he said, we can't, we've got to find this artist He either needs to repaint it, we need to remove it, or he needs to rename it. His friend said, what are you talking about? He said, the name of this painting is called Checkmate, but as I've studied, it's not Checkmate. The king has one more move. The king has one more move. This morning as we realize that hell's favorite word is checkmate. It's when you're completely surrounded. You can't go forward. You can't go backward. You can't go left. You can't go right. I'm blocked. I'm trapped. I'm stopped. I'm circumvented. Maybe you feel like that today. Maybe this Easter, with everything that's going on around us, you feel like hell has screamed out the word checkmate. You might feel that way physically, trapped in your homes. You might feel that way spiritually, but Easter is such a special morning. Easter is such a great morning because when hell screams out, checkmate, heaven screams out, I don't think so. Why don't you do that with me? I'm going to say, checkmate. You say, I don't think so. Checkmate, I don't think so. Heaven screams out, I don't think so, because the king has another move. Do you see it? Do you see it in your life? Do you see it in the lives around you? There's no checkmate. There's no trapped. There's no stopped or circumvented. I'm telling you right now that heaven has got it right and hell's got it wrong. Satan does not have checkmate on your life today. The big idea, go ahead and ask me or type it out in your comment section. What's the big idea today? What you see will determine your destiny. What you see will determine your destiny. Do you see checkmate over your spiritual life? Do you see checkmate over your physical life? Do you see checkmate over your physical life today? Well, hell screams that, but heaven screams back. I don't think so. The king has one more move. We're going to look in scripture today at John chapter 20. You can find that while I give you the key verse Our key verse for this morning is found in John 20. Later on, after the portion, we'll read John 20, 29. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. What do you see today? What do you see in your spiritual heart? Do you see checkmate or do you see heaven saying, I don't think so. The king's got one more move. You don't have to be defeated today. Today, on Resurrection Sunday, above every Sunday, it's a story of victory, not defeat. What do you see? Do you remember these stereograms they were called, these little images? You're supposed to, I hope it's on your screen big enough, but remember how you're supposed to stare at the middle and make your eyes go cross-eyed, and in the image you're supposed to see something. Go ahead and look at it. Look at it really close and try to cross your eyes a little bit until the image appears. What do you see? Do you see it? Well in this picture it's supposed to be a skateboard. You're like what in the world are you talking about? Let's try it again. How about this image? Look really hard. Look really close. Focus in and then let your eyes get all blurry. What do you see? Do you see it? I hope not because there's nothing there. I was just messing with you. But what do you see when you look? What do you see? What do you see when you see this picture? Do you see the pretty maid or do you see the old witch. Which one do you see? Oh, the pretty lady is looking back, back behind us to the left, but the, the witch was looking straight down and to the left. Which do you see? This morning it's about what you see. Do you see checkmate? Do you see that it's over, you're defeated, or do you see what heaven sees? What do you see when you see the empty tomb? And that's what we're going to look at here this morning, just briefly. What do you see when you come across the empty tomb? In John chapter 20, we have a story of three people this morning and what they saw when they looked inside an empty tomb. I'm going to read John 21 through 10. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one that Jesus loved, and said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. We'll stop there for a second. Oh, when Mary looked into the empty tomb, what she saw was a lie. She saw the lie. Immediately, she asked, where did they take him? We don't know where he's gone. She looked at an empty tomb, and she believed a lie that Jesus had been taken or stolen. It's easy to believe a lie. She looked in and saw a stolen body. She didn't see a risen Savior. What do you see in your life right now? Do you see a hopeless situation? I believe heaven would say there's no hopeless situations, only hopeless lies. Don't believe the lie today that you're defeated. Don't believe the lie that you're in checkmate and you have no other moves. Don't believe the lie today. The second person comes into the tomb. We'll read, Verse 3 and following. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloths that had wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first, he also went inside. What did Peter see? Well, Mary looked into an empty tomb and she saw a lie. Peter looked into an empty tomb and what he saw was limits. He saw limits. He was thinking horizontally when Jesus all along had been teaching Peter to look and think vertically. Think supernaturally. But Peter was stuck on his limits. How do we know that? In Luke 24, 12, there's a scripture in Luke 24, 12. And it says, Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb, bending over. He saw the strips of linen lying there. By the... He went away, wondering what had happened. Peter went away, looking into an empty tomb. And he wondered what had happened. He thought to himself, I can't figure this out. It doesn't make sense. Oh, when Mary looked in, she saw a lie. Peter looked in and he just saw the limits of logic. He didn't go negative like Mary did. He didn't assume that he'd been stolen, but he just didn't know what had happened. He couldn't figure it out. He was thinking this way instead of thinking this way. It's hard to imagine they didn't, wake up to this. It's hard to imagine. They didn't understand when they had heard Jesus say that the temple would be destroyed and three days later would be built again. They, they heard him say, I must go to Jerusalem and die. But three days later, I will rise again. It's hard to imagine. They, they forgot. It's hard to imagine. They didn't believe. But Mary saw a lie. Peter saw the limits. And what do you see as your limits today? The limits to your logic. Some people are probably thinking this morning, I can't be saved. I can't go to heaven. You don't know what I've done. I've heard that so many times as a pastor. When I share the beautiful good news of the gospel and how salvation is given, grace and mercy lavished upon us through Jesus Christ. And I share the story that all you must do is is ask for your sins to be forgiven and believe and you can be saved. And people look at me and say, oh, but pastor, you don't know what I've done. They want to think logically. Logically. Logically, pastor, there's no way I'll be accepted because of the things that I've done. But there's limits when you just use your earthly logic. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the limits. There is a third person. It's that third person disciple it's funny john's talking about himself here it's kind of a third person discussion he's talking about mary he's talking about peter and he says the other disciple it's him (laughs) he even says the one that jesus loved he had a great relationship with his savior the bible says that verse eight finally the other disciple who reached the tomb first he went inside he saw and believed (laughs) They still didn't understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Oh, to be John on that day. He believed. They all looked into an empty tomb, but Mary saw a lie. They all looked into the empty tomb, but Peter saw the limits. They all looked into the empty tomb, but John said, "He's alive." <laughs> John remembered the promises. Jesus had promised that he was the Savior. He was the Messiah. He had promised that he would rise again. John looked in the empty tomb, and he saw that Jesus delivered on his promise. He got it right. Oh, the others got it right too, eventually. There's good news today. It's never just checkmate when you get it wrong. There's another move by the king. Mary gets it right. In John 20, moving on, verse 11, Mary stood outside the tomb crying, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they've put him. She's still stuck in the lie. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was a gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will go get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. verse 18, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, she told them that he had said these things to her. Uh, Mary, she was seeing the lie when she looked into the empty tomb, but eventually she saw the Lord and she believed. Peter, in 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4, we know that Peter gets it right. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4. Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Oh, thank the Lord that Mary didn't hear checkmate. It's over. Oh, I don't think so. Praise the Lord. Peter didn't hear checkmate. It's over for you. Oh, I don't think so. The king had another move. They got it right. Oh, the Bible is full of stories like this is no mistake from the opening page to the closing page God's given us his story of truth in history we know about Noah and the flood came it could have been devastation it could have been checkmate it could have been all over but God saved Noah and saved us as the human race Do you realize that Noah lived longer after the flood? There's life after disaster. There's life after. It's not checkmate. It's all over. There's going to be life after what we're going through. It's not checkmate. All heaven screams, I don't think so. Then there's the children of Israel being led by Moses, their stuttering leader out of Egypt. But now they're stuck in front of the Red Sea. The Red Sea is in front of them and the mountains are to the left and to the right. And an Egyptian army is coming in a cloud of smoke behind them. They are stuck. They are stopped. Hell is screaming, checkmate, Israel. But we have a great king. And the king has one more move. Hell says, checkmate. Heaven says, I don't think so. And the water parted. You see a a young David... Teenage Jewish ninja shepherd walking out into a field facing a mighty trained warrior. Oh, it had to be a joke to see the scene of this young boy and this giant of a man. Even Goliath saw the disparity and laughed and made jokes about it. Goliath was screaming, checkmate. Hell was screaming, checkmate. But heaven was saying, I don't think so. The king has one more move a tiny stone took that warrior down. Job, Job was in despair, lying in in his own pain and sorrow and sores. He could hear hell screaming, checkmate. But heaven said, I don't think so. Job lived for 140 years after his trials. There's life after the flood. There's life after our trials. It's not checkmate. It's never over when you've got the king. There's one more I'll share with you, and that's Jesus, our Savior. Can you remember that Faithful Friday? I love watching Max Lucado this weekend as he's preached about Faithful Friday and Silent Saturday and Celebration Sunday. We love to skip right from Friday to Sunday, but God made us wait. Everyone had to wait in the silence. God didn't speak on Saturday. Jesus said nothing on Saturday. As Max Lucado said it, if God had just risen Jesus right from the cross 10 minutes later, maybe we wouldn't remember. Maybe it wouldn't be as big of a deal. But we went through a silent Saturday before Resurrection Sunday. Hell was screaming the whole time. Checkmate. Oh, they took Jesus and and the accusations came on Good Friday. We had six words. Betrayal, aloneness, accusation, suffering, crucifixion, death. Oh, you could see, you could see that everyone was crying out, Checkmate! Hell was victorious. They were oh, so excited. There was probably rejo- I picture the scene of that famous football game. Remember seeing the scene of that game when there was no hope? Only four seconds left on the clock. All they had to do is kick the ball to the other team and tackle them, and it's over. You remember the scene that everybody rushed out on the field? Everybody was dancing and celebrating. The band came out on the field and was playing. But they caught the ball and ran it back and scored a touchdown. The band was on the field celebrating already. Can you imagine? That's like hell today as as they were rejoicing over the defeat of Jesus. Oh, it's checkmate, Jesus. You're done for. You're dead. You're buried. The tomb is sealed. But on Sunday morning, we could hear heaven start to scream, I don't think so. And the ground began to shake and the stone began to roll away. The king has another move. This morning, I want you to know more than anything else, Resurrection Sunday, the story of Jesus, birth, then death, then resurrection, was about you and your salvation. It's never too late. There's more life to live beyond this that we're going through. Don't let Satan cry checkmate over your life? Let heaven scream, I don't think so. The king has another move. In chess, when you defeat the king, you've won the game. And hell sure thought that they defeated King Jesus, but God said, no, no, look again. There's another move. For you and for me, it's never too late. Easter morning is about salvation. It's about redemption. It's about Jesus' propitiation on the cross. That means he paid the price for us, and it satisfied God. On Good Friday, I talked about how nobody was satisfied after the crucifixion. The Jews went away beating their breasts. Uh, The Romans were confused after the ground shook and, and the darkness came. Mary was devastated to see her son that way. Everybody left discouraged and defeated that day. Only one person got what they wanted, and that was God. God got exactly what he needed. The Bible tells us in the, in the Bible's favorite verse, John 3, 16. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Well, it's not checkmate for you and for me when Jesus has another move. When God reached down and he brought Jesus to life and opened the tomb, Death was defeated. Hell screaming, checkmate, heaven saying, I don't think so. And the king had one more move. God was satisfied with Jesus' death on the cross. He gave his son, the holy one, who lived for 33 and a half years on this earth, never sinned. He went to the cross and he became our sin for us. On that cross, Jesus became our sin. Our sins were nailed to that cross. He became our sin. We became the righteousness of God. What a beautiful exchange. Have you allowed God to make that exchange in your life? Oh, don't let hell say checkmate this morning. Let heaven say, I don't think so. Let the king do one more move in your heart. The Bible goes on to tell us in Galatians 3 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Oh, you need to know this morning that nails can't hold gods to trees. Jesus willingly laid his life down, and it was our sins that were nailed to the cross. His blood ran red, and it covered over our sins, it deleted them. As Max Lucado said on Good Friday, if you look into that empty tomb, you might see it over in the corner. It it is finished. It is stopped. It is circumvented, and that's a pile of sin. It was our sin. It was my sin, and it's been defeated through Jesus Christ's resurrection. He died for us Second Corinthians 5.21, 20, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Do you have it this morning? Do you see it? When you see the empty tomb, do you see victory? Do you see forgiveness of sin? Or do you see checkmate? It's never too late. He became our sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. Oh, there's coming a day when I'm going to stand before a holy God, and so are you. Everyone must stand before a holy God someday. And God wants to know who's paying for this sin. You could either say, I'm paying for it myself. That would be believing the lie, believing the limits, and saying, I, I just couldn't fix it. I couldn't be good enough. Or you can do what I did. As a young boy, knocked on my mom's door at 3 in the morning, woke her up and said, Mom, I don't think I'm saved. I don't think I'm going to heaven. I don't... And my mom open the word, we walk through scripture and I accepted Christ's forgiveness. I said a prayer like this, God, please forgive me of my sin and come into my life as my savior and Lord. And it wasn't about Don Jackson. It was about what Christ did that day. All oh, Christ's power over sin and death was made evident on Resurrection Sunday. And because of that act and because I was willing to accept that forgiveness in God's love And I believed in my heart. I saw the empty tomb as a risen Savior. He saved me. So when God on that judgment day looks at Don Jackson and said, who's paying for the sin? I'm going to point out Jesus and say, God, I ask your son. And at that moment, God is going to take his eyes off of me and he's going to put them on his son. And he's going to see all of Jesus' righteousness. And he's going to say, Don Jackson, you're perfect. Now enter into my rest. It blows my mind every time I say it, because those words, Don Jackson, you're perfect, they never come out of anybody's mouth. And yet on that day of days, the most important days, on judgment day, God will see me as the perfection of Jesus Christ, because his righteousness became mine when I accepted it. Oh, hell wanted to say checkmate, but heaven said, I don't think so. And the king had one more move in me. Acts 16 31 says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Do you believe this morning? Have you accepted his salvation? Have you asked him to forgive you and come into your life as Savior and Lord? If you haven't done that, do it right now where you're at. Just bow your head and close your eyes and say a prayer like this. It doesn't have to be these words. There's no magic words. It just has to come from your heart. Dear God, I believe. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life as my Savior and Lord. And if you do that this morning, you can know the Bible says if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. That's a promise. You will be saved. I really want you to let us know, no matter where you're at, if you've watched this message this morning, you received this salvation from Jesus, let us know. Click on that comment card and and let us know that you made a decision today, that you let hell be defeated. When hell said checkmate, heaven said, I don't think so. The king has another move. And if you've done that this morning, let us know so we can follow up with you. We want to make sure you got a Bible. We want to give you an opportunity to be baptized. We want to introduce you to a family who love you here and then you'll grow. If you're not from here, find a church that preaches the word. Oh friend, if you've responded today, do that. I couldn't think of a better way to close our message today than a song. I've been singing it for weeks now. I grew up in a home where my father loved to sing gospel music. I'm thankful for growing up in a home where we had music and we celebrated with worship. There's a song by Bill Gaither. It's an old, old tune, but I'm an old, old guy. And it still speaks to me. I hear my dad singing it. I can hear Brian Spencer singing it. And what it meant to them And it's great words. It's one of these classic songs I think will stand the test of time because the words are the gospel. The words are resurrection. I want to sing it with Christopher Card for you today. i singing this song because the second verse talks about the hope we have. I can't help but to think about Pastor Steve today. I can't help but to think about our Pastor Bob today. They're no longer here with us, but they're with him in paradise. Oh, I love the second verse. And then one day I'll cross the
1: river. I'll fight life's fun. death gives way to victory I'll see the light of glory and I'll know he reigns because he lives I can face
0: checkmate? I don't think so. The king has another move. I pray you've accepted that salvation. If you had accepted that salvation before today, I pray you're rejoicing in your confidence and assuredness that you're saved and secured. If you accepted him this morning, welcome to the family.